Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope everybody's kicking ass today. Welcome to Daily Drives. You're listening to my podcast, my favorite podcast. Well, <laughs> I guess it has to be since I'm the one that fucking records it, right? I am Jason. I'm your host. Follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, the official Jason Cremines, because somebody took my name, so I had to uh, get a little bit more creative on that particular uh, handle, if you will. Anyway, uh, it today is um, today is Wednesday middle of the week. And, you know, uh, I put out a really cool episode last week that, that really talked about, um, you know, fear and, and what it can do to you and, and why, um, and why you shouldn't allow it to do anything to you. Um, even though it's difficult to do, everybody has fears. We all are afraid of something. And when I say afraid, I mean, it doesn't mean like you're standing there terrified, uh, of, you know, walking into the post office, you know, but you might have some anxiety about it. You know what I mean? So that's what I talk about, or that's what I'm talking about when I say fear. So great episode, go back and listen to that. I I talk to, uh, or I tell a story about a friend of mine, um, overcoming his fear of, of heights and things like that. And, um, it really, it kind of gives you uh, some, some insight as to, to how, to why you're afraid and uh, not just why you're afraid, but what you can do if you are afraid uh, or you have a major amount of um, anxiety for doing something or, or whatever, whether it's asking somebody out or getting a job or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so go back and listen to that because it's a really good episode. It's like 30 minutes long, so it's not super crazy uh, like this one's probably going to be. <laughs> um, and that brings me to today. And again, today is Wednesday, middle of the week. Um, I decided that I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I've been experiencing lately that is very new to me. Um, and, um, very uncomfortable and, and it's, it's caused me to do a little bit of soul searching. So, um, today I want to talk about jealousy, <laughs> jealousy. Yeah. Um, now Keep in mind when I say I'm just recently experiencing um, this particular thing. I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about is um, from my own personal perspective where I'm actually feeling jealousy. And we'll talk about that here more in just a minute. Now, in the past, um, I've been with people who have been very jealous people. Um, so if you're in that kind of relationship, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And basically what that is is that when you are uh, with somebody that you really, really, really like a lot or you, or you love, you're married, um, or you've been dating for, you know, years or whatever. Uh, when you're, when you're a significant other, uh, when your significant other is constantly questioning your motives and, and things like that, because they are suspicious because of their jealousy, um, then there tends to be some underlining issues that you may never be able to overcome. And, and that's why I want to talk about this. So, Jealousy. What is jealousy exactly? What is it? Um, so really what jealousy is, is, is an insecurity uh, of yourself, y- your own insecurity that has manifested in your, in your mind, in the back of your mind, uh, that's telling that you that you're, you're not good enough or you're not um, as good as you could be or you're not the best or whatever. Um, so for example, let's talk about something completely, um, something that, 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 that isn't relationship-based. Let me give you an example. So let's say that you like to play pool, billiards, eight ball, nine ball, whatever, right? I used to play pool a lot for those of you who know me. Um, <laughs> I'd like to get back into it, but damn, this whole time thing, whatever. Anyway, so I used to play pool a lot and um, I would perform better based upon who I'm playing, <laughs> okay? uh, which is weird, right? I mean, it's a game of skill 
It is a, uh, it is a game that requires technique, uh, requires practice. Uh, it's something that you have to, to play a lot in order to be able to get good at, right, and consistently. So I would play against lots and lots of different people. Some people had absolutely no experience, and they were just banging the balls around the table. And then some people were, you know, amateur pros who, uh, you know, were A players or B players, even C players in the area. Um, and, and those classes right there, if you hear A player, B player, C player in billiards, uh, that's somebody who can compete on a professional or semi-professional level uh, because they're very good at what they do. So it's, it's, that's the kind of person that you would see uh, competing all across the country, maybe even all around the world, right? But I wasn't that good. <laughs> However, um, I did play in a lot of tournaments. I played... Um, you know, all over town in, in Athens County, uh, Sticks and Stones used to be a big hangout for me. Um, anyway, so my point is that if I played somebody who I already knew was way better than me, somehow I was, I was better. I played better. I shot better. I was able to make shots that I, I wouldn't necessarily even attempt in some other situations. But because this person was so much better than me, I expected to lose. So I went into this with the f no fear because I'm like, I'm going to lose anyway. It doesn't matter. I just want to get better, so I'm going to go into this as a way to use this as education for me to get better at my game, right? So there was no fear there, right? No insecurity. Now, that being said, I was in a tournament at, um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know, at the teenery, I think. I don't know, a little, little teen club that we had in, in uh, Athens at the end of Court Street there for a while. Uh, and the people that were involved in this tournament were all just kids my age. Um, and at the time, as an eighth grader in Athens Middle School, go Bulldogs, um, I, I was a lot better skill-wise than most of the people my age because I practiced all the time. I would take my lunch money that my dad would give me for lunch, um, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't buy anything for lunch. I would skip lunch, and I would take that money, and I would go straight to... Uh, Baker Center after after school, which is on Ohio University campus, like a five minute walk from the middle school, and I would go down there and I would play pool for a couple of hours. It was like a dollar fifty an hour for students, right? Um, and then after a while, I met a college student and uh, he was really really good. So I I started jamming with him, like, and he actually gave me lessons. He taught me how to play, um, and he was again an amateur pro. So. He really knew his stuff. He was a good player and played all around. Anyway, back to the tournament. So the tournament that I was in was involving myself, who was pretty much probably hands down in the building the best pool player there, um, and then a bunch of other people who, you know, played pool occasionally but weren't, uh, you know, they weren't really good at it. So I'm playing against a guy that's a friend of mine, and uh, we're in like the next to last round, right? He and I are facing off against each other. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a snap piece of cake, right? This guy doesn't know how to shoot pool. He's not very good. He's just going to run around the table banging the balls. And I'm going to start draining him, right? Well, he gets to break. He makes a ball on the break. So he very, uh, you know, he gets to, to take the first shots. And he's running around the table. And he's just banging balls around. And they're sloppily going into pockets. And and this wasn't a, you know, a sanctioned pool tournament or anything like that. This is just a little team get-together kind of thing. So it's not like they had any special rules. If the ball went in, the ball went in. So, you know, by luck, he made several balls. And what happened was 
this started making me feel a little bit insecure, okay? This started making me feel like this kid who is no way near as good at me at pool may very well end up beating me just by sheer luck, by hitting the balls and they just bounce around and they go into the pockets, right? So all of a sudden, I couldn't make anything. My shots weren't any good. I, I, you know, my brain and my hands weren't connecting the way that they were supposed to. I wasn't able to make my shots. Long story short, I lost that fucking tournament. I lost that tournament. I should have won that thing hands down, but I lost. Why? Because an insecurity kind of sparked in me just a little bit as he's making balls randomly across the table that he shouldn't have been able to make, right? So this little tiny piece of insecurity kind of sparked inside of me. And what that did was that caused me to maybe try harder or maybe concentrate a little too long or maybe try to take a shortcut here and there or maybe try to make shots that I wouldn't normally risk because I know that I'm good enough to make this other shot over here and then come back for this shot. Uh, but no matter what, at the end of the day, as that game continued and I started missing shots, that flame grew bigger and brighter and was hotter. So what happened was that this, this insecurity manifested to a jealousy. Now I'm, I'm jealous that he's making these balls that he shouldn't be making completely randomly and by accident when I should be the one winning this tournament right now. I should be wiping the floor with this kid. I should be running the table on this kid, right? So that insecurity caused me to do things that I wouldn't normally do. It caused me to make decisions that I wouldn't normally make that were bad decisions. It caused me to be um, too cautious uh, or take too big a risks. Either way, I lost. At the end of the day, I lost. That's the end of that story. <laughs> I fucking lost, and I shouldn't have. But I did. And did I lose because he was a better player? No. I didn't lose because he was a better player. I lost because he got into my head, created an insecurity, and he didn't even know he did this, by the way, created an insecurity that caused me to not be able to focus on my game, not be able to play the game the way that I knew how to play it. I changed things up because of my insecurities. That's what really happened. That's why I lost the tournament. Now, what does this have to do with relationships, right? Because the important thing to understand here is that I recognize now, not then, but now I recognize the fact that I didn't get beat by my opponent. I got beat by myself and by my own insecurity. That's what I got beat by. I did not want to lose to somebody who never plays pool when I play pool all the time and everybody knows it. You know, everybody's like, watch out for Jason. He's the shark, right? Everybody used to say that all the time. Watch out for Jason. Oh, you don't want to play Jason. He's going to win. He's going to beat you. You know what I mean? I mean, I used to hear that a lot and I'm not bragging. Keep in mind. All right. I, I was pretty good, but I wasn't nearly anywhere near a, a, an amateur pro or anything like that. I was pretty good because I played all the time. That was why. And I took lessons. So that's why I was pretty good at it. Um, so once again, back to relationships and what this has to do with relationships. That was something that, that I beat myself in that case. Okay, I kicked my own ass. 
And I didn't know that until years down the road when I kind of went back and looked on it, reflected on it. But um, let's fast forward now to today, 2019. Um, my wife recently, for those of you who uh, listen to me on a regular basis, you know that uh, my wife and I have been married now for a few years and we, we got together in a way that was very unconventional and um, ended up just working out really well and and we're like soulmates we're best friends i mean we have uh, an amazing relationship right Um, and i talk about it all the time because people tell me all the time i wish i had what you and nikki had well that's why i talk about it all the time because if i tell you what it is that we actually have then it, it seems to make a little bit more sense some people stand from the outside and look in and think what the fuck how is this even possible how is their relationship as good as it is why are they not arguing like most couples on a regular basis things like that right and the truth of the matter is that we communicate and that's really what it boils down to now with that being said recently uh, my wife went on a trip back to ohio uh, for father's day weekend she wanted to go uh, hang out for pride and, uh, and see her dad on Father's Day. So her and our friend Matt took off to Ohio for a week. And, uh, you know, she was gone uh, five days, six days, I think, and, um, and then came home. But the whole time that she was gone, you know, she's busy. She's visiting people. She's talking to people. She's doing things, whatever. Um, she has guy friends um, that, you know, she wanted to talk to and see while she was there and hang out with. And this is not a problem for me. Again, I'm, I'm normally very secure, so I don't have any, uh, any concerns. I trust my wife wholeheartedly. I'm not worried about, um, any kind of infidelity when it comes to her. Uh, because again, we have such a great relationship and that's, that's one of the reasons I'm so confident, um, is that I, I, I'm not saying that I'm such an amazing person that she would be a fool to go somewhere else. But the truth is, I do pretty well. I mean, I take pretty good care of her and, and vice versa. She takes good care of me as well. And it would be, it would be silly of me um, to, you know, to be, to cheat on her as well. It would just, it wouldn't make any sense. You know, again, we're best friends. So with that being said, um, my wife, the last few years after she lost her mom to cancer, uh, she it immediately changed her. It, it, it totally crushed her and her world literally fell down around her over the next few months and things started to happen to her that, um, you know, made her kind of not the person that she was before. She wasn't nearly as um, social as she used to be. She didn't want to, to leave the house as much. So really over the past few years has been kind of like... Um, She's been kind of like, I don't want to say isolating herself, but she kind of has, right? So she's been stuck inside. We've had a lot of uh, drama over the past few years with moving and with money and with, you know, all kinds of weird things, jobs and stuff like that. So it just hasn't been, she hasn't been her 100% self in years, right? Well, recently, over the past uh, six months, I would say, she has made a change in her meds and um, a change in her daily routine and some things that have helped her to kind of get back to her old self a little bit, right? And her old self, <laughs> her old self was out partying, hanging out with friends and, and going to places and doing things and, and working, you know, 
12, 16 hour shifts every day, four, five, six, seven days a week, still taking care of the kids. Like that, that was the old Nikki, right? Now that she's got me, she's been able to back off on that. In fact, I've been the sole source of income now for about the last two years. And she has pretty much had the opportunity to kind of, you know, um, either rest or get some employment if she wanted to, right? So uh, at the end of the day, it was all about trying to get her built back up to her old self. And recently she's been seeming like her old self. Now she's on social media a lot more. Uh, she wants to get out and hang out with her friends a lot more. She goes out with our friend Matt all the time uh, to you know, go kayaking or go to the beach or you know, maybe go to lunch and things like that. Um, she's really starting to get back to her old self again, which is great, right? That's what we wanted, right? Interestingly enough, we're at the beach about a month ago and I took the, uh, our, our cousin Erica's kids down to the water so they could hop in the beach. We're at the drum circle hanging out, of course. It's a Sunday. It's what we like to do on Sundays, hang out at the drum circle. And uh, the kids wanted to go down to the water, so I took them down. We hung out in the water for a little bit. I come back up, and there's this, this guy. I say guy. I, I, I want to say kid, but he's old enough I can't call him a kid, but he's definitely not uh, my age, right? He's definitely not 40. I say he's probably 25. Okay. Anyway, so there's this guy standing there or sitting there right next to my wife and another guy sitting there with a, a, a girl that's drunk and passed out in one of our chairs. Okay. They, uh, they went ahead and offered them a place to, to crash with the, the girl there that was all fucked up. Um, I think my wife was really trying to make sure that there wasn't two dudes trying to take advantage of a drunk girl. That was really her uh, motivation behind this. But... Um, <laughs> But when I got there, this guy that wasn't with the girl that was sitting next to my wife jumps up and he's like, hey, hey how, how are you? And she's like, uh, oh, speaking of which, there's my husband right there. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's, she's told me a lot about you. And I'm like, I've been gone 15 minutes. How fucking much could she have possibly told me about you <laughs> or uh, told you about me? And it, right away, I knew exactly what I walked onto right? Uh, and what happened, what really happened was, and I, I talked to Nikki about this later, she confirmed, what really happened was they came and they saw two girls, really pretty girls, sitting there by themselves, and they had, uh, you know, one guy that's single and one guy that's got a girl or whatever with him, so they decided that they would sit down there and chat with them to see if, you know, he could score from one of those uh, pretty ladies, one of which happens to be my wife. So, needless to say, after a minute or two of him flirting, uh, my wife picked up on it and told him, yeah, my husband's down there with the kids in the water. He'll be back in a minute. You'll love him. He's a great guy. <laughs> so I knew immediately what was going on, and I wasn't even mad about it. Although, just a tiny little bit in the back of my mind, I was like, ooh, oh, don't, don't, don't go running up on my wife like that and, and trying to assert yourself into a situation. I'm not cool with that. But I laughed it off because, hey, my wife's pretty. So I get it. I understand. That's going to happen, right? So no big deal. No harm, no foul. Nikki and I walked away a few minutes later and I was like, so he came up and started flirting with you and you told him you had a husband, right? And she's like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the point is that, that, that Nikki had no interest in the guy whatsoever. Probably a good looking guy. I don't even remember. Um, but there was nothing to be jealous of, right? But in the back of my mind, it's just a tiny little bit. 
tiny little bit of like insecurity like eh, i don't really want you talking to my wife dude like I, it's cool but like eh, uh, okay all right now <laughs> let's keep this one thing in mind this is very important to stop and note this right now in my life i have never been an overly jealous person i've never been really a jealous person i was married to a woman for 14 years um, she could have been out uh, slurping on every knob in the fucking county and it wouldn't have bothered me a bit, but the relationship was a lot different than today's relationship. So I've never experienced jealousy before. Not really, not like, not like I have recently. Never experienced it before. So when this comes up, I feel very dirty and very angry with myself that I'm feeling this way. I'm like, why is this that I'm feeling this way? Why is it that I, I'm like very uncomfortable, right? Um, the guy that we buy our um, medical supplies, if you will, the cannabis that we use, the guy that we buy this stuff from, <laughs> he's a nice guy. Um, that's his only job, pharmaceutical sales, if you will. So that, that's all he does, right? And um, he's single, not married, no kids. I think he's in his late 20s. I don't know. Um, he, in his mind... And we know this, he has a, a little candle lit for my wife, right? He's like, you know, I know this, my wife knows this, our friend Matt knows this, everybody that deals with him knows that somewhere in his heart, he's holding a little candle for Nikki. And she goes down and, and picks up from him all the time. And even though it doesn't bother me, <laughs> lately I've been making a lot of jokes about it. And, and I've come to realize that Nikki knows this about me and she pointed it out the other day that I make a lot of jokes about something when I'm uncomfortable with it. Right? So at the end of the day, even though I say it doesn't bother me, obviously I, I'm experiencing some discomfort with the fact that this guy would probably have no problem having an affair with my wife. He, he probably wouldn't have any problem with it at all. So that's uncomfortable for me <laughs> as you can imagine it would be as it would be for you right because you don't want somebody you know running up on your significant other and and trying to get into their pants right even though even if you did trust your significant other 100 percent, which you should if you don't that's another discussion we'll have later but even if you do it still makes you uncomfortable right because there's a little bit of insecurity there okay i'm going to tell you another little piece of story about this uh this this jealousy i've been experiencing and I want you to keep an open mind on this last part, okay? <laughs> Please keep an open mind. So, um, you're going to judge me anyway. So, my wife and I are very open. Um, we, we talk a lot. Uh, some of the things that, some of the discussions we've had in the past have been about a third person entering the relationship occasionally. In other words, somebody that we can use for sex and throw away like a tissue. No joke, it's, we've had the discussion, my wife's bisexual, so the possibility of bringing in another girl and us having uh, you know, a sexual encounter um, and, and then being done with that sexual encounter and, and done with that person at that point, that possibility does exist. We've not done so yet, but it does exist. Right? We talk about it, we make jokes about it, we laugh about it, whatever. Well... <laughs> A girl that we met when we first got down here also holds a serious candle for my wife and in fact has confessed her love to Nikki in the past 
And Nikki has basically told her, look, this isn't going to happen like this. If you want to be involved with me, you're going to be involved with me and Jason. It's going to be like a one and done thing and, and not a relationship, right? Even though we did entertain the opportunity, the possibility of a relationship with her also, because we do love her very much as a friend. Um, we decided after we talked about it, and again, we talked about it in great detail, we decided it wasn't for us, okay? Um, the the, uh, the tri-relationship there is not something that we want in our relationship and our lives, okay? Um, some people do that and they love it and they have a great time with it and it's awesome and it's fine, okay? Uh, so I'm not judging. But um, we decided that that wasn't for us because of how territorial we are over one another, right? As weird as that sounds. Um, so to... To bring somebody in and just to bang it out and say, have a good night, that's one thing. But to bring somebody in and have a relationship that is somebody that I have to, to care about and to worry about and things like that, no, no, it's too much, okay? So that was the decision that we made. I'm not at all jealous of our friend um, who told Nikki how much that she loved her and everything like that. Not at all. Never bothered me. Even though she was there all day alone with my wife, no kids, no nothing, and they could have done anything that they wanted to all day long, every day, for a while there while she was staying with us. I was never concerned about it. It wasn't something that made me, oh no, is, is everything going to be okay at home, <laughs> right? Never really crossed my mind. But, <laughs> all right, here comes the judgmental part. So, uh, my wife's ex-girlfriend, that they were together for quite some time, has recently made statements that she would like to um, show the two of us a good time and that she was going to come to Florida for a visit and, and do all this stuff and whatever. Of course, she's full of shit, um, but at the end of the day, Nikki and I talked about it. We had discussions about it. We literally went into great detail, both, you know, uh, visually and <laughs> seriously, we talked in great detail about this. Again, that's what you have to do if you want to have a good relationship with your spouse. You want to talk and you want to talk a lot. You want to communicate. You want to literally get down to the nitty gritty on everything. Don't skip any steps. Don't miss any questions and don't hide any feelings. Okay. If you do that, you'll have a relationship like Nikki and I, where we can pretty much tell each other whatever the fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice to be able to be that open with your significant other um, because I tell you, it solves a lot of problems before they start. It really does. So we talk about it and I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay. Um, it's probably not going to happen and that's fine because I don't really like if it was a random chick, that's fine. But her ex-girlfriend, I don't really feel as comfortable with that. Right. And you can understand why. It's ex-girlfriend. They used to have feelings. They lived together for like four years, right? So um, even though I'm not necessarily jealous, at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to open that Pandora's box because what happens when she wants to come back and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. So it's still up in the air, but probably not. Um, last piece of the story, okay, and then I'll get to the nitty gritty on this. Last piece of the story. So after my wife broke up with her girlfriend many years ago, like six years ago, whatever, uh, and booted her out of the house, she was single for a couple of years. And during those couple of years, well, she did what any of us would do. And 
she swung the bat quite a few times, if you know what I mean, okay? She stepped up to the plate a few times. Um, and she was in different relationships that didn't last very long. One in particular, a guy named Joel, and I'll never fucking forget it, and I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I'm about to tell you why. Um, I'll never forget it because the only three or four times I've ever heard her, uh, Nikki, bring up this guy's name, every single time she says he was a total douchebag, but the sex was good. The first time it didn't bother me. The second time it didn't bother me. The third time it started to bother me a little bit. And the fourth time I literally got very upset. Okay, why am I upset? A, I've never met this guy. I have no idea who he is. B, he's never going to come back around. Right? I don't even know if he lives in the same area anymore. And, and C, like, he was a total douchebag anyway, which I am not. So it doesn't matter. Why am I uncomfortable with this? I, and, and I'll tell you what it is. I'm not uncomfortable with the guy. I'm not uncomfortable with the fact that they had a relationship. I was uncomfortable with the way that she described the relationship every single time. I hated his guts, but the sex was good. That made me feel like, okay, so you love me. Is the sex still good? Like, is it still good enough? I mean, you talk about the sex being good with him all the time, but man, I mean, and what am, what am I? I mean, I thought we were doing pretty good over here, you know? And I had to point this out to her in order for her to realize that I was feeling this way. She didn't even know. She had no idea that I was feeling this way. And I told her, I'm like, look, it's one thing to say that, yeah, I had this boyfriend, Joel, total douchebag or whatever. It's another thing to talk about the same thing every single time about how great the sex was. It makes me feel like, okay, so now, now that, and let's, let's tie all this in together. Now that Nikki is back to her old self, uh, for the most part, she's 90% there. Back to her old self. She's working part-time. She's out doing things. She's being social. She's hanging out with friends. Um, she, you know, again, she's working again. So all of these things are helping her out emotionally, mentally, physically, all of these things. She's losing some weight because she's always busy again. So she's, you know, um, she's looking good. Well, not, not that she ever looked bad, but she's looking good, um, better. She's feeling more confident. She is literally being herself again. She leaves me for an entire week to go to Ohio where she's hanging out with friends. I don't have the opportunity to see exactly where she is, exactly what she's doing, things like that. So on my personal uh, side of things, I had to have a lot of trust in her, which I do. So it wasn't a problem. Um, but you think about the fact that she is now um, a lot more outgoing than she's been in, in recent years uh, and things are getting better for her. Then I have to ask myself things like, okay, so, you know, she's talking about this guy and how great the sex was or whatever. And also we're talking constantly about having another chick involved, um, you know, sexually. We talk about, um, you know, the, the, the people that we've been with in the past and things like that, uh, pros and cons or whatever. And all of these things together have given me a little bit of insecurity, that really shouldn't even exist, okay? I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, no question in my mind, that Nikki and I have an excellent time in the bedroom when we get the opportunity because we literally have a curtain for a wall. <laughs> so that's neither here nor there. My point is that, that we, we, we do pretty well for each other uh, when it comes to uh, you know the pleasure of, of having sex, okay? So we... We do a pretty good job, all right? Um, it's always fantastic. So 
The other thing is that we, we trust each other wholeheartedly. Um, we, we keep our phones open to each other. We, we can easily, I can pick up her phone and, and just get into it easily. I know her passwords and everything, her codes and stuff. And we can go through messages if we want to and emails and everything. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm not going to find something that is, um, you know, not right. She's not talking to people, um, you know, trying to hook up on the side or, or anything like that, and, and neither am I. So we have a very, very trusting relationship, okay? Everything's wide open, and we're very, very transparent. And it's to prevent any kinds of insecurities like this, yet it still exists. It's still in there, right? So I had to tell her all of this stuff. Like, look, I'm, I'm feeling really jealous, and jealousy is based solely upon your own insecurities. And that's really the point that I'm trying to make here. Every time that I talk about feeling um, jealous, it's because there's something that's pointing to an insecurity that I have about myself. Am I good enough in bed? Am I good looking enough? Um, am I too thin? Do I need to put on some more weight? Um, you know, am I doing well enough financially to be able to support my family? Am I, you know, giving her everything that she needs? Am I taking care of both the emotional needs as well as the physical needs? Is there anything that I'm missing? All of these questions pop up into my head. If you suffer from anxiety, this happens to you on a daily basis anyway, so you understand where I'm coming from. But for me, it doesn't happen on a daily basis, so when it does happen, it hurts. <laughs> it feels really, really gross and disgusting, and it feels like I am wrong for feeling the way that I'm feeling. And let me tell you something. Even though I don't actually have a reason to feel this way because I should be 100% secure in my relationship, it still exists. So for somebody like most people who already have insecurities in general anyway, you already have it. Maybe you're a little heavy. Maybe you're a little thin. Maybe you're not as pretty as you'd like to be. Maybe, you know, whatever it is, you have some insecurities. They're just there. They're already there. And that's most people. We are all insecure about something or some things, right? So for most people, this would really, really hurt your relationship, this jealousy. Because what happens is, in your mind, you start to think, okay, so the possibility is this. Um, He's going out and seeing a girl after work. He's not actually working late. You know, that's, these are the things that will, will, will populate in your brain telling you that there's a, a, a problem here. You know, there's an alarm going off. There's bells and, and red flags and everything else, right? But you don't say anything, right? You just try to sit back and observe and wait to the moment that you can catch this person doing the thing that they're not supposed to be doing. When in all reality, what you should be doing is you should be voicing how you feel to that person. Now, this is a key component. If you don't get this, you get nothing. If you don't get this point right here, you could not listen to the rest of this fucking episode. If you don't get this point right here, you're done already when it comes to your relationship and jealousy and how to handle jealousy. If you are feeling insecure, if you are feeling jealous of someone, of something, whether it's your, your significant other's job or friend or ex or whatever, if you're feeling some insecurity, some jealousy, you need to bring that up right away. And you need to start out by saying, listen, I know I shouldn't feel like this. And the reason you want to start it out saying that is because you're letting that, you're letting your significant other know 
that you're secure in the relationship and that you have trust. There's trust in the relationship because that's key. You have to have those things. So you say, first off, listen, I know I shouldn't be feeling this way, but let me tell you how I'm feeling and why. And then go into it. Listen, I don't like you talking to Bob at work when it's not during work hours. It makes me feel like you guys have something going on. Even though you don't, and I know, and I'm sorry that I feel this way, and really you shouldn't even have to apologize, but do it anyway. I'm sorry I feel this way. I know it's silly, but could you do me a favor and keep your, your communication with Bob to work stuff and work-related stuff only? Now, if your significant other blows you off and refuses to do so, that's another conversation that you have to have because this has happened to me. I was working for Terminex. I first started, I was riding around with a girl, fairly attractive 20-something girl. Um, Nikki thought she was beautiful, but I was just like, whatever, she's just okay because um, Nikki's 10 times hotter. But anyway, so this chick, uh, we stopped for coffee at Starbucks one day while we're out riding around because that's what we that's what we did we rode around in the car till we got an appointment we went to the appointment whatever so I was in training I had to ride with her in the passenger seat um, so we went to Starbucks got some some coffee well she turned me on to this particular vanilla bean green tea something or another cold drink it was really really good so I'm like hey this is good I'm gonna get this next time right well a week or so later um, I'm in Tennessee I think training um, uh, for a week and she sends me a picture of her coffee that she got that morning to my cell phone just to be like and not not any words or anything just a you know picture of the coffee of course when I get back um, Nikki sees this because uh, she was in my phone for something I don't know what it was um, but she sees this and she's like what the fuck is this bitch sending you a picture of her coffee for I'm like oh that's the coffee that she turned me on to at uh, Starbucks I'm I'm assuming that's why. I didn't respond, so um, it wasn't like I had done anything wrong or even engaged in the conversation for that matter. But Nikki's like, uh-uh, I don't think so. This bitch is holding a candle for you. Well, shortly after that, she had to pick me up from the house, from the apartment, um, to, uh, to take us to work to, to, to get ready for the day, you know, to go uh, throughout our day and do our training. Um, and we're sitting there in the parking lot. It's early in the morning, 7, 38 o'clock. And um, Nikki realized that I had forgotten something. She comes out to the car real quick. And this is the first time that she had met this girl, right? <laughs> Here's where it gets fun. So my wife leans in the window and introduces herself. And this girl, we'll call her Tabby, I think was her name. Yeah, Tabby. So this girl, Tabby, is like, oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. Like her voice Literally, I'd never heard her voice sound like that. Her voice literally changed. And the way that she talked to my wife was very, like even I felt uncomfortable. Like, okay, that, that doesn't feel right. There's something wrong there. And now needless to say, Nikki picked up on it like now. Like she saw that shit coming and she's like, oh, okay, I see, I see what's going on here. I know exactly what's up. She's not gonna say it, but she wants my man, right? So we talked about it later on, and she was pissed off at me, which, again, 
you got you to watch who you get pissed off at, okay? Don't get pissed off at your significant other because someone else is flirting with them, okay? Give them the opportunity to correct the situation, um, which I had to do. But anyway, she tells me, listen, you need to tell this bitch. <laughs> That's my wife for you. You need to tell this bitch. She probably said cunt, actually. Uh, but you need to tell this bitch to uh, keep your communications work-related only. Okay, baby, no problem at all. I will absolutely do that. Going to work the next day, first thing in the morning before our meeting, the first thing I said to her, hey, listen, you got to do me a favor, all right? I'm a married man with kids. Uh, I'm not interested in any kind of drama. So do me a favor, and, and if you're going to communicate with me outside of work, please make sure that it's work-related so that you don't get me into any kind of trouble um, at home. There's no reason to make their seem to be something here that there is not. We are just work friends. Do I, do you agree with that? She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, so then don't text me. Don't try to add me to social media. Don't need that stuff, please. You know, don't take offense to this, but I, I just want to keep it as a professional working relationship and that's it. Okay, that's cool. No problem. She acted like it was no big deal. So nothing happens. Week goes by, two weeks maybe, I don't know. Had a show in Heath. Went out and played the show. And uh, while we're there, this bitch sends me a fucking friend request on Facebook. <laughs> okay. I just told you not to send me a friend request on Facebook. Well, Nikki's holding my phone because I'm getting ready to play. So she sees this and she's like, uh-uh, this bitch is pissing me off now. So I called this girl, Tabby, with my wife sitting next to me, and I put her on speakerphone before she even answered the phone because I wanted to make sure that my wife could hear not only exactly what I said to her but any responses that she may have and if there was anything hiding going on then it was going to be something that uh, Nikki would be able to pick up on uh, just by listening to, her, to me talking to her and to her talking to me. So I did this in a way that Tabby didn't know that she was on speaker. She didn't know that my wife was sitting there. But I, told, I flat out told her, listen, I already asked you once to not involve me in your personal life and to not get involved in my personal life. We're work friends and that is it. Now you've sent me a friend request on Facebook. What the fuck is going on? So she apologized, hung up the phone, whatever, and, and we took care of that problem. Literally a week later, she quit. Now, it wasn't 100% because of me. I mean, there was probably a little bit of me in there, but she was already mad at the company anyway for some other things, and she lost the territory that she wanted and blah, blah, blah. So she was already on her way out anyhow. But she quit a week later, which made my life a lot easier because I didn't have to fuck with it anymore, right? Um, but the point is, I took action to help relieve the insecurity, the anxiety, and the jealousy that my wife was feeling over someone completely insignificant. Because in all reality, even though I have to work with her, um, it doesn't mean that I have to have a personal relationship with her. So it would have been cool if she was just cool and not trying to you know, get in my pants at all, and we were just friends, that would have been fine. But just solely based on her responses, her reaction to my wife and, and things like that, it's clear that that's not going to be the case. She's going to be trying to drive a wedge between us or something like that. So I took action immediately, immediately to help relieve that pressure, relieve that anxiety, to make my wife feel better. And not just because I wanted my wife to feel better. I did it because I wanted to feel better too. I don't want this chick trying to get involved in my personal life and then causing some kind of a problem in my relationship. There's no reason for that. She's completely insignificant. Completely. 
You know, what means the most to me, my wife, my kids, you know, my family, my immediate family, my, uh, my coworkers mean something to me, but it's not like uh, I can't live my entire life, you know, without my coworkers because I can. I don't talk to half the people I work with now. Three quarters of them I don't talk to, right? So it's not, I don't, I don't give a shit. And you have to do the same thing. If you bring this up to your significant other that you're feeling a certain way about a certain person or a certain thing or a certain activity or whatever, you have to bring it up. You have to tell them what's going on. Otherwise, they're not going to know and your anxiety is going to continue to to mold things into a, a story that might not even be fucking true or it might be true, right? But you don't know anything until you talk. You've got to talk about it. And again, if you don't understand any points that I've made in this entire podcast episode, please understand this one point. If you bring it up, if you, if you are feeling this way, you have to bring it up. If you bring it up and your significant other responds negatively, you have another conversation that you have to have. Why are you so defensive? Why are you not willing to cut this cancer out of our relationship? What is it that is so significant about this person that you can't cut your ties with them just, if nothing else, to relieve my anxiety and my fears and my insecurities? There there better be a damn good significant reason. If not, well then, you might be in the wrong relationship. So jealousy, just to recap... Jealousy is a manifestation of your own securities. Those insecurities are triggered by things, uh, by the actions of other people. Those actions uh, lead you to believe certain things and they play on your insecurities. So is it okay to be jealous? Yes, it's okay to have some jealousy, but it's not okay to act on that jealousy in a way that is negative because until you have a discussion and talk about it and, and literally Put your feelings out on the table so that your significant other can respond in a way that either makes sense or doesn't make sense. They're going to respond one way or the other. Whether you like it or you don't like it, you're going to get a response. Be prepared either way. What most, what, what should happen is your, your significant other at that point should be like, look, I see where you're coming from here. Um, your insecurities are unwarranted and unfounded. However, I don't want to cause us any problems that are completely unnecessary, especially when it comes to uh, this person that I don't really have anything to do with other than work, right, or whatever, right? So they should take action immediately to help defend you against those problems. Um, if, you have, if it goes the other way, again, you may be in the wrong relationship. So let's think about that. Um, is it possible to be too jealous? Absolutely. You can be too jealous, right? And if that's the situation, then you really, really, really need to hone back the reins a little bit because if you think that every single time your husband or your wife uh, is a little bit late coming back from the grocery store or work or whatever, um, or if they constantly are locking their phones and hiding things from you and, and things like that, and you have a lot of insecurity about this, then uh, you need to bring this up Otherwise, they won't know. And if you do bring it up, you can't continue to be like, oh, you must be out doing this, or you have to be doing this, or you have to be doing that, or, you know, I know that, whatever, whatever, right? You have to, you have to just put your feelings out there and let them play, let them, let them go, let them talk, right? Let them relate. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. So 
if you're feeling jealousy, it's your own insecurities. If you're insecure about something, do your best to fix the insecurities. For example, if you feel like you're overweight, then fucking start working out. Start eating right. You know, there's a million fucking channels on YouTube that'll help you to do exactly that. YouTube is a thing, guys. Use it. Um, if you feel like you're not smart enough, read a fucking book. No joke. As stupid as it sounds, then you know, start educating yourself. If you feel like you're not pretty enough, you know what? Maybe you should start changing your clothes. Maybe you should start messing with your hair a little bit. Do something with your makeup. Whatever, right? If you're insecure about something that has something exactly to do with you, then you should start working on those things. Look, I'm not very good um, in bed. Dude, there's fucking YouTube channels for that too. All right? If you don't know what you're doing when it comes to the clitoris, then you absolutely need to check that shit out because listen, um, and if you don't, shoot me a message because I'm a fucking master. But listen, there's ways to educate yourself. There's ways to help relieve these anxieties, these insecurities um, without actually involving your significant other. But if you don't voice your opinions and your insecurities, you're never going to solve the problem. And the problem is going to grow and get worse. And then you're going to have resentment for spending all these extra years with somebody that you didn't need to spend those time, that time with because they were fucking around on you the whole time anyway. That's jealousy, guys. It hurts. It sucks. It's ugly. It's okay to feel a little bit jealous, but make sure that you open up to your significant other when that happens. That's all I got for you today, guys. That was my entire lunch break, 49 minutes. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. Share this with somebody who needs it because I know there's plenty of people out there. And until I talk to you guys again, be good to yourselves and be good to each other.